You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and how it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're answering the question, why do we sing in church? So that's a normal part of a church service. The question is why? What does it do? How does it function? What's the point of singing in church? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. Got with me the rest of our team, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. Our question today is, why do we sing in church? So I have to imagine if you are somebody who never went to church and never had any interaction with organized religion, and you showed up at church and people started singing in unison, that would strike you as sort of strange. So uh, I guess my question is, why do we do that? Where did that come from? What does it accomplish? What's the purpose behind singing in church? Should we sing it's this a podcast? Kind of yeah, it should be a musical. Yeah. Yeah. Musical. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. You start us, no, Dave. The tradition, I mean, it it started with Martin Luther, right? When Martin Luther broke At least up, in he terms introduced... of the current version of yeah, popular, right. yeah, there might have been chanting and, right. you know, verse. And yeah, it's interesting from the biblical perspective, because I think the first place people would jump are all the commands, you know, like in Colossians, Paul will say. Yeah. Uh, encourage one another in songs and spiritual hymns. And of course, we could go to the the Psalter itself, you know, but I actually think you can start in a much simpler place. Over and over again in the Bible, people sing as a guttural response to who God is and what God's done. Like it just, uh, uh, like uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Genesis 2, when uh, God says it's not good for Adam to be alone and he brings the animals to Adam and Adam can't find a companion. So then God makes Eve, brings Eve to Adam, and Adam and responds sings. in yeah. verse, yeah. right? I mean, I always say it's the first hmm. R&B song. You, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> he's now bone of my bone. little Barry White yeah. for Eve, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and But I think the point would be why... Or you think about when uh, Israel escapes Pharaoh, yeah. right? And, and, and they sing what God has done. And what are they doing? They're responding to who God is, and and what he's done. What does singing do that's different than talking? You know, Stacy, you're a musician. You're the only musician. Oh, no, the only music- Jimmy's no, musician. Jimmy's a musician. Jimmy's a musician. Oh, Zach has, a, he writes songs and everything. Oh, I I'm, the only one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. the only one who's not a musician. What well, do you, you guys say? I refuse to be mocked on this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too late. No, mo- not mocking. No. Uh, so what, is, yeah, what does music do that nothing else really does? It definitely... <laughs> Thinking back to a seventh grade science experiment, which is for another time I can get into. But it seems like you're already into it. So yeah, you are. are you, <laughs> I have to tell you seventh grade science music with I don't plants? know if it's going to relate to like Let's singing, but I'll... okay, seventh grade backtrack had a was trying to examine how we respond differently to different types of music. So classical music, or rock music, or no music. Was and this I had mice, sponsored by maze, a fundamentalist thing, church? Right. And the mice in the maze, what they did is when there was no music, they like ran it in, I don't know, two minutes or something like that. When there was rock music, they never finished the mace. I can tell you that. And then when there was like classical music, it was like 30 huh. seconds. They designed their own mace. No, I, I know, I'm just saying. I, but I, know I do, this. Yeah. Uh, they started that singing along. Uh, that one of the uh, Chinese emperors, in order to find out how the different regions were doing, he had them come and sing their songs to him. And he said, I can tell whether they're healthy or unhealthy based By on, what the, song is, on yeah. the music, right? And then I remember another quote. This is a great quote that said, uh, give me the music of a generation and I care not who writes its laws. That's a great one. Because yeah. there's something there's about music something, that, that uh, 
targets something deeper than just your mind, right? Yeah. It, it targets your emotions yep. and your, mm-hmm. your soul. like, And it targets your mind too. Yeah. I mean, I think it opens up even parts of your mind and your brain to allow you to respond. Yeah, to and that, I, so. I think we're getting at two different like initial reasons uh, that we sing in all these examples. I mean, one is I think we sing because – you know, Jesus said, out of the overflow of a heart, the mouth speaks. And you might even say, all the more it sings, right? So what the emperor is saying when he says, let me hear their songs, is he's saying, this is what's on their mind. This is what's on their heart. And then the other thing is we sing or music, we use music, it shapes us. So it isn't just what's coming out of us. It's it's the reason why we turn the ABCs into a song, song, because we just understand Mm -hmm. music's ability to to lodge itself in our brain, to form our, our thinking. And so I would say in the church, one reason we sing is because God elicits from us That's music. That's yep. Yeah. And then one reason we sing is because we are seeking to form our ourselves theologically, emotionally. Remind ourselves. Right, to yeah. what is true, who God is, what he's done, what he's promised, uh, those kinds of things. Now, Stacey, you and Zach are both, uh, I would think, active good worshipers. I mean, when I watch you worship, Jimmy, you're yeah. more like me where you're more, you're more stoic, but you are also a musician. So does music do for you something? Yeah. I mean, I think it opens it, up parts of you that, uh, that it, math has shut down all these years. Uh, I don't know if it was math that shut it down, uh, but I, I would say, you know, this is something actually uh, early on in our marriage, you know, uh, my wife and I, um, one of the things I love about my wife is that she's a very free spirit, but one of the consequences of that is that she has a relative scale when it comes to time and when you should arrive at things and what time things begin. And so, you know, I remember a conversation early on in our marriage where, you know, I was, we were late to church several times and she's like, oh, it's okay. We got there before the sermon, so we're fine. And whereas I was like, no, actually... Uh, I care a little bit more about the music than I care about the sermon. Um, I remember saying that before. Ouch. Oh, yeah. wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I was a different church, so. <laughs> good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Do you do good, the math good, on good recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, but I think that's... You don't be, need to pretend, Jimmy. There is something that connects, you know, yeah. and I, can, I don't know if I can really explain it right. other than, it, you know, the repetition of really powerful theological truth about who God is, what yeah. he's done for us through Jesus. And I think... I also think there's a communal element of yeah. it where when you are like uh when you're in a group of people who are all singing the same thing mm-hmm. about Jesus there's something yeah, I, I you know I think one of the things Zach I've heard you say is like sometimes when you sing at church you don't you don't just sing for you you sing for that's the person right, right. who's I next think to that's you. right I I think that you know we form each other in the way mm-hmm. we in the way we sing I and mean, I I think about sometimes you you go to church and we're singing some song about how good God is and you've just had a great week and you are amening. I mean, in your singing, you're saying, he is good. He is so good. And then sometimes you're sitting yeah. next to someone who's going, you know, he doesn't feel that good to me. And you are singing not just to God, you are singing to them, knowing that next week the opposite yeah. could be true, right? And I, and I think that's, that, that's important. It's important that we recognize the communal aspect of it. But I, but I also think it's really important that we think of services as participatory. So I know for me, when, when I preach, uh, I mean, preaching, or even when I'm there and, and Joe, you're preaching, preaching is one way. I mean, yeah. a lot of ways, right? It, it's I'm talking to you or, or Joe's talking to me, but we come out of the sermon into communion. So now that's tactile, right? I've got something in my hands. I'm, 
And then you, our worship leaders do such a good job of like we're singing something that yes. connects with what we just mm-hmm. heard. And that's a really powerful oh, moment goodness, in the service yeah. because now I am declaring. I'm saying these things that I've heard, right? These things that have been held out to me, I believe these things. I, I, I'm i grabbing hold of these things. And so uh, I'm declaring them. And and that is the mindset I often have when I'm preaching is, I mean, singing is I'm in, in services. I'm saying to myself, these things are true. Yeah. These things are true. I believe these things. I need to hold on to these things. And uh, I think that's really powerful that we we sing to say yes yeah. to all the things that are being taught to us or held out to us from the Word of God. Yeah. No, I just, I mean, I think music and worship, it awakens something within us as we uh, take the step even in obedience to sing and to worship to God. I mean, so it moves us, I think, closer to the Lord in that time as well. And yeah. Just, the, yeah. My favorite place you see that in the Bible is in Revelation 5 when uh, they can't find anyone to go to God and take the scroll out of his hand. And then Jesus, you know, the guy tells John, weep no more. There is someone. Mm-hmm. It's the line of the tribe of Judah. And Jesus goes and he grabs the scroll, you know, receives the scroll from the Father. And everybody goes nuts. And they sing, worthy are you because by your blood you've ransomed and even in heaven the guttural response right. to Jesus is is to sing right is to say this is true about you and i i think that's an amazing thing to me that's one one of the things that um is one of the great negatives about watching online yeah. when my yeah. wife when we were on sabbatical and we watched online uh one i never sang just because it's weird, it would be very weird. I say, particularly because I'm not. Yes, because you have a good voice. <laughs> That's also weird. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is also yeah. weird. Additionally weird. But the other, the the biggest, the bigger thing I think is that I I wasn't surrounded yeah. by people yep. who are. And there are times at our church uh, where when everybody is singing, uh, I have to stop because I get so yeah. emotional. Yeah. Because I'm just going, wow. And that is Especially not when you know happens. people's stories. Yeah. Especially when you, you know, look over and you and see you're thinking, that right. that family just totally, lost I lost a that. family member three right. weeks ago. And that guy, his marriage is struggling and and she's having fight and, and so they, they're singing. And I mean, when you know people's stories, and that's you know, that's a that's something we get, right? Absolutely. But also if you're in a circle, yeah. right? Because you're you're I love it when I see people who are in a circle and they sit, sit together. together. Yeah. Yep. And it's right. like they know each other's stories, they know who's riding a high and who's in the valley, and yet they're singing together and grabbing hold of things together. It's just—it's a really powerful you know, thing. Yeah, one of those times is when you see somebody in a circle with that, and they put their arm around yep. somebody else. Yeah, love it. And you oh, know, love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Something. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and in the the metaphor that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, think about—I love my wife. Been married to her for almost seventeen years, and and there are kind of two times I I. I mean, there are more, but two major times that I, I tell her I love her. The first is when she does something or, you know, uh, I see a glimpse of, of her personality or character or the way she looks, and it just comes out of me. Like, I just, I see her, you know, I'll just say, you look so good, I love you, or you're such a servant, I love you, or you're so kind, you know. And then sometimes I say it on purpose for her to hear it mm. or for the kids to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's not about something happening, like in that moment, she's doing dishes and I walk in and... And, and I give her a hug and I just say, I love you. Or awesome as I'll say to my kids, your mom's the best. I love her. Because I understand part of my role as a husband and a father is to affirm her to her yeah. and to affirm her to, to them. And I think that's true of singing. I think sometimes I'm just saying to God, you are all these things. Not because he doesn't know it, but because 
I just want to, I, I want to say it. I want to say, God, you are. But then sometimes I think I'm singing to those around me to say, he, he is these things. These things are true of, of, of God. And I think that's true even when non-Christians come. Because I think if you're not a Christian, you didn't grow up in the church, singing would be weird. Because where else do you? Yeah. You know, where but else do you But I also think, that? yeah, if somebody stumbles into our church and they're not used to that and they see all that, they're going to be going, holy cow. Yeah. What, yeah, what is going on here yep. that people are singing and they're, uh, they're doing it for all they're worth yeah. for God who's... And you do get cultural glimpses of that. I mean, you know, I, I, a couple of years ago, I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert and it was three hours long and they never stopped. And everyone in Rocket Mortgage uh, Fieldhouse was freaking out. I mean, singing along. And there were all these moments where you'd see, they'd stop playing and everyone's singing. singing and it was this yeah. shared experience of we all like this song. It all, it means something to all of us. I think you get glimpses of that. The difference is, is you know, Bruce is singing about some fictional character who loves another fictional character. We're singing about these deep, like world shaping, universe forming things that we believe. Right? You've risen from the dead. You have overcome my sin. You have. Right. Um, you know, there's this one song that we sing. Uh, uh, I don't even know the name of it, but it, it talks about uh, uh, you know you say something and you know the galaxies are formed. And it has this line at the end where it says you, but just by a simple word, uh, was like a hundred billion failures are, disappear. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I believe that. I mean, I believe that, and I want to sing that, right. and I want to remind myself of that, and I want to remind the sinner sitting next to me and this on either side, and I want to be reminded by them that my hope is... Is that song 100 billion? No, it's called So Will I. Yeah, great. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of numbers in that okay. song. Yeah, There are a lot, a lot of, a lot of billions. Lot of that's <laughs> yeah. why Jimmy likes yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's why I like that song. No, so, yeah. It is fun to have a song start and... It almost and you like know a, it. Yeah, like yeah. a spring. Can't wait for that moment. Just go, oh, oh, I love yeah. this song. And then when it builds, mm-hmm. and, yeah, for our worship leaders to be singing it, yeah, unbelievable. Now, but, I've met other Christians that are friends of mine that have uh, loved Jesus, followed Jesus, have not connected into worship well. They feel like musical worship is not an avenue that connects with them like all of us have just stated. It connects with us well. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, what do you do with that? Is there... Is, I mean, m- music isn't the only way. Worship is not the only way to worship. Yeah, it is commanded. It is So, I mean, I think to... I would start there to say this is something God wants. I mean, I don't connect well with watching romantic comedies, but 17 yeah. well, years I, think, and I don't think they're confusing I mean, it could, to could participate. Be an it's more just a... taste, right? But I, yeah. that's yeah. what I would, I think I'm, I am uh, not musical at all, and I'm not demonstrative. So, yeah. that's why. When I watch, well, it's funny because you describe, but Stacy and I are also the most expressive. Like we are the two most expressive <laughs> yeah. people of this group. Yeah, as it relates to anything, anything Speak for yeah. yourself. Right? But I like okay. that. I, I mean, I like watching. <laughs> I like watching people who are able to kind of let yeah. let go. But I think for me, it is uh, it has to be an acquired taste, mm-hmm. and I think people need to acquire it. So yeah. I would tell somebody who maybe grew up and they, and they don't resonate to it. I would say. You know, lean into it. Learn, yeah, yeah. learn. No, I mean, we we do a lot of acquired tastes over time as we grow, as we grow older, and so yeah, that's what I would tell. Well, and the other thing is, it, no one's saying it has to be your primary right. form. Right. Like, you know, my guess is people who would say music's not my thing could probably pray some of us under the table. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're incredible journalers, or you know, there are other avenues to worship. No one's saying it's got to be your primary thing or your your main thing, but but don't underestimate. The, the meaningfulness of worship to God, yeah. number one, 
Number two, don't underestimate in some ways the miracle of worship because you were not born a worshiper. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you are worshiping because of what God has done in your heart and in your life. And then third, don't underestimate the power of your voice to those around you. Yeah. Right. That, that maybe right. it isn't even about you. And I will say, one of the things I love about our church is we have three separate worship venues that are all really different in in not the substance of what they're singing. We're, we're, we're singing praises to God. We're singing to each other. But but in the way they go about it, you, you know, and I think there are, I'm one of those kinds of people where I like the, all three of them. I just like them for different reasons. Right. And when I'm in each service, I, I kind of lean into that aspect of the service that I yeah. That I, that I love, and I and I think so. It could be someone says I'm just not connecting with it. I would say maybe try try a different venue. You know, it's possible that a quick style change will will make all the difference to you. But uh, yeah, it's a place to start. Yeah. So just as a matter of a next step for anybody listening to this, uh, you know, as a part of our Who Is Jesus series, we have had two. We're having two worship nights. By the time this is released, there will be a worship night six days after this is released. So this should be released on Monday the 18th. Worship night should be Sunday night the 24th. And that'll be a great opportunity for us as a church to just gather together to do exactly what we've talked about, to sing uh, and to worship Jesus. So if this is something that's right, maybe if you're that person who's saying, ah, it hasn't really resonated, yeah. I think, you know, to Joe's point, it's an, it could be an acquired taste. Lean in, show up, and just see what the Lord does through it. Okay, good. Yeah. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.